every decision they make can have an effect on our lives. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. Today, our fellow citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack. America's not the same as it was 100 years ago. The violent mayhem we have seen in the streets and cities that are run by liberal Democrats. This is Our Lives in Politics. With your host, Booker, and co-host, Lou Basada. Well, there's another indictment for Donald Trump again this week. <laughs> I hope you had a better week than he has, and thanks, as always, for joining us here on the program on America Out Loud Talk Radio, or wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm Booker Scott, and I'm going to be jumping right into this show tonight, as we have a couple of interesting guests that are really opposite subjects, but somehow will fit it into this hour. First, we'll have Sean Farish, and you may not recognize the name, but you probably know him from his Donald Trump impersonations. He's become a viral success, and he's a really funny guy. Also, Alex Rosen will be joining the second half of this hour, and Alex is the predator poacher, and he goes all over the country, and he finds pedophiles, and he gets them arrested. So he's on the way in the second half of this hour. Now to Sean Farish. And here he is with a prank phone call to the office of Adam Schiff. Well, we're going to prank call Shifty Schiff because he was censored by the House of Representatives. We're going to prank call him. Here we go. Hello, this is Congressman Adam Schiff. Thank you for calling my Washington, D.C. office. My staff are busy and unavailable to answer your call at the moment, but we look forward to taking down your comments and answering any questions you might have. If you are calling regarding official congressional business or need staff assistance, please email shift.message at mail.house.gov. To leave a message for our office, press 3. To leave a message for Congressman Schiff, please record your name, zip code, and a message at the tone. Well, this message is for the Honorable Adam Schiff. They call you the Honorable Adam Schiff. And I just have to say, Shifty, you were censored. By the House of Representatives, because Russia, Russia, Russia was a hoax. It was a complete and total hoax. You knew it was a hoax the entire time. So I'm wondering when you're going to apologize, because you're called honorable, okay? You're supposed to apologize. Honorable means you're not supposed to be so dishonest. You know, you were so dishonest. You lied during impeachment hoax number one. So I want to know when you're going to apologize for being dishonest because you got censured. You know that? You got censured. You're not supposed to get censured. Not a good thing. And it happened to you because you lied about the hoax. So I want you to apologize to the American people. And maybe in 2024, when you have a new president, maybe there'll be a pardon. Maybe there'll be something where we don't even have to talk about it. But until then, you should apologize for what you did because you've been censured and there's no coming back from that. So that's Sean Farish there, and you know him as the President Donald Trump impersonator. Uh, I'm sure you've seen him. There's no way in the world you could have not seen him in the last two or three years. We're going to bring him in here now to introduce you to him. Sean, welcome to the program, to Our Lives in Politics. Hey there. Uh, thanks for having me. Really appreciate uh, uh, you having me on. And, um, you know, it's been a wild week. It's been a, a wild couple of years, though, as you mentioned. Um, but really a lot of fun. It's been fun. It's as fun as we can make it, I guess. Um, but I appreciate, uh, appreciate being here and, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for our conversation today. Yeah. Let's, let's get into it because where does a guy like you come from? Where, where did it all start? 
doing Donald Trump? Did you, were you doing this in the bathroom? Were you doing it in a closet? Did friends hear you? How did it start? Um, so it was a, it was a pretty, pretty interesting origin story. It's my favorite story to tell, obviously, because that's how everybody, everybody wants to know, how did you do that? So I was, um, I was at a work function back when I sold uh, direct TV and we were bowling and, uh, and, and somebody threw a strike and I came out and I said, Oh, that was a beautiful, look at that throw. What a beautiful throw. <laughs> the pins are going everywhere. It's like, it looks like Rosie O'Donnell had an all you could eat buffet. <laughs> and they were like, wow, that sounded like Trump, you know? And that was back before I, I mean, he honed it in, but it sounded still pretty good. And were you trying to sound like Trump at that oh. time or was it just some voice? Oh, yeah. That, okay. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I'm no, sorry. I was trying to do it because so no. So anyway, so because as I went to school for, uh, for radio actually. And so I do, I used to love like voiceovers and, that whole thing, you know, um, Mel Blanc with the Looney Tunes, like he did every voice, what Robin Williams before, obviously, that tragedy. And there are so many talent, Frank Caliendo, like there are so many talented yeah. voice actors people don't know. Um, and it's just, you know, that that to me is like, it's just unbelievable talent. Like the fact that you could do that. Um, and I've always felt that way. I don't just feel that way now that I figured out a way to do that, you know. Um, and so I've always been into that. And so, I, you know, Trump was a talking point at that time. It was around 2015-ish. You know, he's running for president and people are it's just all anybody wanted to talk about. And, uh, and so I, I did that. And the people at work were like at the, at the function were like, wow, that sounded like Trump. And I said, yeah, yeah. So I kept doing it the rest of the night. Some people thought it was funny, but most of them didn't. Um, and you know, they had had enough of it by the end of the night, but it was good because when I would sell the product and I would sell the direct TV packages, there'd be people who would, who would ask me at that time. And they, you know, if I switch from my provider now, you know, Comcast to DirecTV, am I going to have Fox News? I really want to make sure that I keep Fox News. There's a lot of that. And I went, I would look them dead in the eye and I would just pop right into that. I would say, do I look like or sound like the type of person who take that away from you? And they, they thought it was hysterical. <laughs> and so people would people would buy, you know, and it would be a good way to foster a relationship with, with some of these customers. So um, I started doing it that way. And then, you know, just to myself, I would just do it among friends, a small friend group. And you know, uh, some of my friends in upstate New York, and yeah, I'm from from Long Island, so it helps to kind of be from the area that he's he's from. He's from Queens, uh, and um, you know, I would I would do you know little things at barbecues and stuff, just just you know messing around. Yeah, everyone thought it was funny, and it was it was it was good stuff. Uh, and and I would always try and do some stuff on social media, and it wouldn't catch, and I would do it again, and it wouldn't go anywhere. But it was just, oh, whatever. I love the weather. I would do Trump weather forecasts and stuff like that. Is this is the Hurricane Hillary one a couple of days ago? Um, cause I'm a weather nerd in my spare time. Uh, and then, so a friend of mine, after I had been, you know, starting to make a, you know, have a platform, um, on Long Island with a movement that I had started called the loud majority. We did all these Trump rallies in the fall of 2020 and to protest the lockdowns. And it was a whole thing. Um, a friend of mine said, and this is the, 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 um, I guess the, uh, uh, guiltless pleasure, I guess you can call mm -hmm. it or a guilty pleasure, guilty pleasure. Um, Join TikTok. Go on TikTok. Do your Trump voice. People are going to love it. And I was like, ah, China. I don't want to do China. I don't like China. He's like, but you got to do it. He's like, it'll work. So I go on TikTok and it starts to gain, I mean, just viral notoriety so quickly. Um, and then we transitioned. You know, I still post there, but uh, transitioned off of that to CaptainDeplorable45.com just in case we get canceled. And, uh, you know, we do all sorts of fun stuff there. We record people's ringtones and voicemails and stuff. So it's a lot of fun. You know, people say, you recorded my voicemail greeting and now my phone won't stop ringing. You know, it's because people yeah. just want to keep hearing it. It's the <laughs> most ridiculous thing. And, um, 
And that's really how it is. That's where we are now. And then we were just at this event in Bedminster for the Patriot Freedom Project. And uh, sure as heck, you know, the president and founder of the organization just called me up on stage and said, you've got to hear this guy. And I stood there and said, um, well, it's either do or die. And I don't want to <laughs> die. So it's time to do. <laughs> and it happened. And it was unbelievable. And, and how did uh, President Trump take it? It seemed like in the video that he took it pretty well that, you know, the, the impersonation that you did of him. Yeah. So he's heard it before. And I'm not sure if he knows it was, it, it was mine. Cause you know, so many people try to impersonate him, you know, from Alec Baldwin to other comedians and impersonators out there who do a you know, pretty good job. Um, but uh, he's heard mine before it's played on a few other radio shows. Some of my bits played for him. I recorded a rejoiner when he was on uh, another radio show once and he heard it and said it was one of the best he'd ever heard. And, weird because he thought it was him and it sounded too much like him and you know the whole thing but um while i did it he was smiling he smiled with teeth uh he looked at he looked me dead in the eye he said that was really good and offered a handshake which i know is uh <laughs> is significant and um and i'll tell you i mean that was it was surreal you know to get the handshake to know that he understands what i'm what i'm doing i'm at a j6 yeah. event i'm obviously not the enemy right and yeah. the one thing that i want to make clear to him and to obviously everybody in the movement um, is that like I'm an activist first and foremost. I don't want to just sit here and make a silly voice. And I mean, I love the talent and the ability that that I've been given to be able to do this. I'm very grateful that people find it funny, but I want to win. You know yeah. what I mean? I want I Absolutely. want real tangible wins. And that's why, you know, I, I do not just that voice, but I'm active in other areas, you know, whether it's local politics or streaming on on, uh, you know, my, my job is the, is Monday through Friday. Right. It's like it's it's. It's all about winning. And so what I've been very excited to do and what I've been driven to do now is like take the funny, you know, and 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 bring the levity and the humor. But let's let's turn every like, every share, every view, every new follower into into votes and into wins yes. and 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 really become a force to be reckoned with, something the left just doesn't have. You know, I'm glad you bring that up because it's something that I spend a lot of time with on this show is people getting active and how to do that, where to do it, and knowing that just being one person can make a difference in the political landscape. And um, so it's great to hear that, that you do that type of thing. I want to back up for a little bit to go, uh, first of all, where can people follow you now? And you also host the show Ungoverned which I failed to mention at the beginning, but I uh, want to bring that in. And also uh, let everybody know where they can follow you on TikTok, Twitter, and all those places. Um, so I would say it's a, just, I mean, and then this might work against me, right? Don't go on TikTok. I, don't, I only post there because they haven't banned me, right? Um, if you are there already, it's at Captain Deplorable, which is my main account. And then my backup is at Real, R-E-A-L, Sean Farish, S-H-A-W-N-F-A-R-A-S-H. But the uh, Twitter, they call it X now. I don't know if anyone's ever going to get down with that, but that's fine. <laughs> Uh, Twitter truth getter is at Sean S H A W N and then an underscore. And then my last name Farish F A R A S H. Um, and then the show ungoverned, which I'm very happy you brought up because we are, we are, um, we're experiencing just ridiculous growth right Good. now Great. Um, is on rumble rumble.com rumble.com slash LFA TV. We run it every day, Monday through Friday, 10 AM Eastern. If you can catch it live, you definitely want to be a part of the live chat. Our group has a lot of fun in there. Um, and if not, no worries, you know, watch it later. And, and then on days you can catch it live, you have a day off or, you know, whatever it is. 
uh, jump in there and catch it. We, we have so much fun. And, and one thing that we do at that show and, and that I've always wanted to do, you know, just with every bit of content that I make is like you said, you know, encouraging people to get active. So um, I know there was the clip of Adam Schiff where, you know, we call him and I leave a message as a prank call kind of thing. Um, but we on our show live called House Oversight one day because I made a point. I said, all right, I'm going to run it. I ran a little stopwatch on the show and I dialed the number and we called live. And I said, my name's Sean Farish. I was Sean Govern. And, you know, uh, I want to see Christopher Ray held in contempt if he does not comply with the subpoena. And uh, the, the, the folks who are watching me make this call right now feel the same way. And I just want you to, to forward that message to uh, Chairman Comer. And they said, we'll do. Thank you. And, and we clocked it in at, you know, just over, uh, I think it was two minutes and 12 seconds. And I say, who doesn't have this much time in their day to do that? Yeah. Right. At least once we yeah. did it on the show. You watch me for an hour. Why didn't you do it once? So, you know, we try and find creative ways to get people active. And it's not easy, but it has to happen or else, you know, we really can't complain about the system being rigged or anything like that if we just, if we're not, if we're not, you know, using every resource to win. That's the key. That's the key to it is, is us getting active and doing it at the local level. And uh, so many people want to look at national politics, but in in reality, it's us going to a meeting at the local uh, GOP or Republican party and getting involved there and rubbing elbows with people and start making a difference. And uh, it's great to hear that, that you're trying to bring light to that as well. How has your life changed? I imagine it has to be drastic, but from the first video, and by the way, what was the first video that really caught fire and went viral for you? Oh, so um, the first one that really, and I was sitting there, I remember doing it. I just would do it a couple of them. It's like, if you've got like 30,000, 40,000, I thought that was big. It was like the most mm-hmm. views that I've ever seen. But um, my first one that went real big, like over a hundred thousand, almost 200,000 was I did the night before Christmas and I kind of read, it was on Christmas Eve and I rewrote like a little bit of the poem. I don't even remember what it said. It was so long ago at this point, 2020, 2020, Christmas of 2020. Um, and it went viral and, you know, my TikTok following started to grow. And then, um, you know, I've always kind of loved to rhyme and be creative and stuff like that. Uh, the, the, the series, there were three in a row that really started to go nicely. And they were, I remixed a couple of Dr. Seuss's. And so I did one, uh, it was Green Eggs and Ham. Mm-hmm. And I remember this one to a T. I said, I do not like Green Eggs and Ham. I do not like them, Lindsey Graham. I do not like them with the senator from South Carolina or with the virus that came from China. I do not like them with Mitch McConnell or with that slob Rosie O'Donnell. I do not like Green Eggs and Ham. I do not like them, Lindsey Graham. And so I did that. I did the cat in the hat. <laughs> I did uh, uh, the Lorax. Um, you know, three in a row because they were canceling Dr. Seuss at the time and some people started to see it. But the one that really like put it over the top was uh, this GPS. I, and, and the funniest thing is that a lot of these videos, people are like, oh, how, did, how long did it take you to do it? How long did it take you to come up with it? And I'm telling you, it's just out of nowhere. You get a thought, you do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting in the passenger seat of my friend's truck and we're getting ready to go get some food. And I said, listen, Mike, hold on one second. Uh, I want to record something real quick. He's like, in my truck? I'm like, yeah, just right here. Give me a second. And I got to a line, and he thought it was so funny. He started laughing and ruined the video, so I had to do it again. <laughs> I was like, dude, shush, <laughs> you know? And so I recorded it. It was Trump GPS, and I, you know, it was, uh, make a left. It's a beautiful street. I built the street with my own hands. Make a left. I remember reach that. Bernie Sanders, you've gone too far. <laughs> you reach Bernie, you've gone too far. You're lost. You're more lost than a liberal reading the Constitution. And I put it up, it went crazy, and, and everybody, you know, thank goodness for people wanting to credit creators with their work instead of letting it get stolen. You know, people just came and, and searched and tried to find me, and, and then exploded. And then I said, all right, we have a platform here, we have humor, and now we have to make sure these people get active and win. 
your your question about how how does how did my life change? Yeah, um, changed a lot. All of a sudden, started showing up on TV, going on people's podcasts, and uh, hosting a show of my own. You know, getting a little bit of a bigger target on my back too. People know, yeah. so now there's more lefties that are coming at me and hate messages and all sorts of stuff. But you know, overall, it was it, it is always it has changed in a good way. Uh, thankfully, that I went viral on TikTok. Uh, my I didn't know her at the time. My now wife commented on one of my videos, and I thought. She had a cute profile picture, so I followed her on Instagram. We started talking there, and now we're married. So Congratulations. Just, I mean, it's been really great. Yeah, thank you. It's been it's really awesome. You know, one thing I've always wanted to do is to have a conversation with the president. Maybe we can get to that in just a minute. But that video that, that you did the GPS, it was hilarious, and that just came to you that quick, and you recorded it because I I would always – I always thought you put a lot of thought into it. You wrote it, but that's an amazing talent. And one thing that we have to learn to do, I believe, is is laugh more. We we seem to take everything so serious. And one in my bio on America Out Loud Talk Radio, I, I say I'm the dumbest person on the World Wide Web, and I say it on Twitter frequently. Probably every week I say that, and it's self-deprecation because. I think so much of that is lost. We we are taking everything way too serious. I agree, and I, and 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 you know what's funny about that? The longer I think about a video to make, the I don't want to say worse because everyone you know we have such supportive followers that share everything, and so they all generally do well. But um, the more I think about it, the more thought I put into it, the more practiced and rehearsed and canned it mm-hmm. kind of sounds. Um, and 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 if there's anything that President Trump taught us during the entire process, that is not what people want. They just want you to be yourself. So it's like, my wife tells me all the time, she's like, "Stop overthinking it. Just be silly." Yeah. You know. And I'm like, "You're right. You know what? I'll be I'll be silly." And just and then and then the sillier you are, and the more embellishment there is, but not over the top where it becomes distracting. It just the more natural it feels, the better it is. And um, and so you know, I think we have to understand, like you said, like just be silly. I was sitting in my friend's truck, and I was like. Because I would go on TikTok Live and kind of focus group different ideas. People would say, oh, do Trump reading a Garmin or whatever. And I was oh, great idea. I'd write it down. And then I would come back to it when I felt like making a video. And I would just sit there and things would pop in. And, you know, sit in that truck. And I was like, let me record this real quick. Literally in a in a truck at night at 9 o'clock, you know, before I went and got Buffalo Wings. And when I came out, there was 250,000 views on the video. Wow. And I was like, whoa, you know, this is great. Um, and it blew up. And, and just so many, so many great things came from it. And you said, we just have to laugh a little more. And and yes, things are not great. I, I understand that. Um, but that doesn't mean we have to let that impact, you know, our attitudes, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. if things are bad, then then I say, use it as motivation to fix it and and turn those negatives into positives and, and, and move forward instead of letting the left beat us backwards. And that's a, a big struggle for everybody, including myself. Sometimes I get down in the dumps. Nobody's perfect. Uh, but Yes, laugh more and and use the negatives, the mug shots, the indictments as motivation to make sure it doesn't happen again. Hey, Sean, I'm going to try to have a conversation with the president. If you can get into character, I want to have a conversation with Donald Trump. So we're going to do that. But first, I want to play some presidential music, and then we'll come back and we'll have our interview with President Donald Trump. It's a great pleasure for me to have an opportunity to have a conversation with the great President Donald Trump. President Trump, welcome 
And uh, thank you so much for having me. And I have to uh, just uh, say something. I know you, you actually like to refer to yourself as a stupid person, and I don't think so at all. I think you're a very smart person. I think you're a wonderful guy. I have to say, I think you're a handsome guy, too. I don't say that a lot. Uh, but I say that to you. I think you're a good person. You're doing a fantastic job. And uh, you see what they're doing to me. Horrible things they're doing to me. But we're going to talk about it, and uh, we're going to discuss it, and we're going to fix it. And one thing we have to do, we have to make America great again, but we're going to do it slowly, and we're going to win in a monumental landslide. You heard that guy. He said it to me. That guy, he looks like Bradley Cooper, but he sounds like me. That guy said, we're going to win in a bigger landslide, bigger than Chris Christie after Taco Bell. That's a big landslide when you think about it. It's a big guy. It's a big guy. A lot of tacos and a landslide that you're never going to see, but we're going to win like nobody's ever seen. And you're going to be a big part of that. And I thank you for it. President, uh, the debate was this week and your interview or conversation with Tucker Carlson took place, which, by the way, is over 250 million views. That is huge. And it was a beautiful interview. Yes, it was a wonderful interview, as a matter of fact. And nobody interviews like I do. Tucker did a good job. And uh, a lot of people watched it. A lot of people, more people watched that than the debate. Nobody wanted to see the debate. You know, they probably would have, if Chris Christie is going to be on television, they want to see the guy in the competitive eating contest. They want to see him actually be impressive instead of, you know, what he did. He was terrible. But uh, some of the candidates did well. Some of them didn't do too well. But uh, not a lot of people watched it, so the whole thing didn't do too well. And, you know, Fox never should have got rid of Tucker. And uh, we showed them who's boss. I'm always the boss. You know that. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was wonderful. And I got... Huge ratings. You saw that. You said it was huge with an H. I say it's huge with a Y. It's a wonderful word. You should try it. Huge. But, uh, you know, it's huge. It's beautiful. You said it properly. And I will say this. uh, Big ratings. Tucker knows it. And uh, it was a fantastic job all around. And I hope everybody enjoyed it. I think they did. So let's talk about the border for just a minute. Because what has happened under Joe Biden has been terrible. We have uh, 140,000 Americans dead with fentanyl. We have 1,500 migrants that have died crossing the border. I call it a human crisis, or you may call it a human crisis, but it's terrible what Joe Biden has done at the border. And we could have fixed it. We could have had no problems at the border, but they did horrible things to the election, and uh, they did terrible things, quite frankly. And when I was your president, we had it fixed. We had a beautiful border. We had a beautiful, strong border. They took panels out of the border. You heard about that. They took panels out of the border. They said to let the antelope cross. It's like the song Home on the Range, where the deer and the antelope play. The deer have a lot of room to play. They don't need to play on the southern border. We need to secure our country. And you see a lot of people coming over, bad hombres. Some of them are bad hombres. Most of them are good people, but they have to come legally. Not a tough ask. Not a tough ask. And a lot of people say that's a terrible thing to say, but it really isn't. It's called common sense. And the Republican Party has become the party of common sense. There are some people who worked against it. You know, you have the Paul Ryan. He's got gigantic ears. You have uh, Mitch McConnell looks like a turtle. And uh, But these people worked against it. But when I'm your president, we're going to fix it and build a big, beautiful, huge wall and protect the southern border and protect our country because the drugs... And the crime and the violence that are coming in, it's unacceptable. And it never would have happened if I was your president. What about Russia? 
Russia, Russia, Russia. We've heard so much about it. The Christopher Steele dossier. We know that Hillary Clinton made all of that up. And that people still believe that you colluded with Russia. We know that's not true. And I got along well with Putin. You know that. Mm-hmm. I got along very well with him. And something happened to Prigozhin. We don't know what happened there. But, uh, you know, maybe people say Putin did it. Maybe he had dirt on Hillary. I don't know. That's why I call her beautiful now. I don't want to die. So I call her beautiful. I call Joe Crook and I don't want to get into any problems. You know that. But uh, Russia, Russia, Russia. They love to say that. They like to say that I am soft on Russia. I was the toughest on Russia in the history of the world. You saw that. Because what did they do when I was your president? Nothing. He didn't touch Ukraine. He didn't touch anybody. And uh, you saw that I got along very well with Vladimir Putin. I got along very well with Vladimir Zelensky. Perfect phone call. He even said it was a perfect phone call. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure he said he's never been on a better phone call. But I was talking to Putin and I would talk to Zelensky and I would tell them, both of you, stop what you're doing. We're going to end the Ukraine war 24 hours. But there's no collusion, no obstruction, no collusion. And uh, I got along well with Putin. I was tough on Putin. He knew not to mess around. He didn't. And we kept him in his place, just like we did very well with President Xi of China. And uh, we did very well with Little Rocket Man in North Korea. Now he's launching rockets again. You see that? Yep. Because nobody fears Sleepy Joe. Nobody respects Crooked Joe. But when I'm your president again, few short months, it's all it's going to be. It's going to go by so fast. And my poll numbers are going up like a rocket ship. You wouldn't believe it. But you could see this. What's happening? We're going to win. And then we will get the rest of these people in line. And we will make America great again. And President Trump, I want to finish up with one more line of questioning. We have now four indictments against you, 91 charges, a mugshot. And how are you going to fight this? How are you going to combat what is going on with this lawfare, with the Democrats and the weaponization of our government? Well, we're going to fight harder and faster and stronger than anybody's ever fought before. And they took the mugshot. You saw the mugshot. It's a beautiful picture. Every picture of me is a beautiful picture, but they said, uh, you know, I said, you want to get my good side or my bad side? Just kidding. I don't have a bad side. I've only got a good side. And so <laughs> I took the picture. It's everywhere. It's a beautiful mugshot. And the indictments are incredible. I have to ask you this. Have you noticed all of the people, all of the non-federal people, you look at Alvin Bragg, you look at Fannie Willis and these terrible, how come they're all gigantic people? You see that? Fannie Willis, she stepped onto a scale. And the scale said, ouch, okay? It said, please get off. Same with Alvin Bragg. It said, one at a time, please. Same thing they said to Chris Christie, too. These people are terrible. And they're all gigantic people. They like to eat. It's insane. They would say, like, maybe we want to focus on violent crime. Maybe not. But these people ought to be ashamed of themselves. And they're not going to be ashamed of themselves. They're backed by a horrible person, George Soros. And, uh, And we're going to put a stop to it. But... We're going to fight hard, and we're going to win. We're going to win all of our cases because the charges are fake. They're phony, fake charges. They're a hoax. It's all a hoax. Now, being indicted over boxes when Sleepy Joe's got boxes in every city all over the place. He's got boxes in the Corvette. He's got boxes in his crackhead son's house. It's terrible. (laughs) I'm getting indicted over questioning the election. Could you believe that? Where are the indictments for Stacey Abrams, another big, beautiful person, another one, (laughs) Crooked Hillary, talked about the election. 
illegitimate president. Remember that Russia, Russia, Russia. Where are the indictments? They're not there. You see the alternate electors in Michigan being treated so unfairly and so poorly. And you have to deal with it. You see, where were the indictments for the Hollywood people who said, please, Electoral College, don't do it. Don't vote for Trump, please. These are Democrats. They want to be about democracy and then subvert the will of the people. These are terrible people. And they deserve to be treated terribly. And when I'm your president, we're going to do everything we can to make it right. And it will be incredible and beautiful. It's going to be a win. We're going to have our country back. And it will be the greatest America in the history of the world. We will make it great again, again, believe me. And everyone, that is Sean Faresh. And Sean, I, I was trying not, I turned my mic down a couple of times because I didn't want to laugh too hard because I was trying to actually pretend like I was interviewing a president, which we all know we, I wasn't. But fantastic job. Thank you for bringing brevity to this crazy world. And thank you for all the work that you do and trying to get people active to make a difference because that's really the key to all of this. And I'm so glad you came along at the time that you did to, to make us laugh and smile as you have. And I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you. appreciate that. And, uh, you know, to everybody listening, just stay active, stay strong. And, uh, and, you know, just keep fighting. This is the only thing they want us to do is stop. And so that cannot be an option. Uh, do not stop. Do not slow down. Just just keep on pushing through and we'll get there. And watch his show every Monday through Friday. And uh, the name of that show is Ungoverned. And you can find it on Rumble and at 10 o'clock. Is that right, Sean? 10 o'clock in the morning? Yep. 10 a.m. Eastern to 11 a.m. Eastern on the Rumble channel LFA TV. Thank you so much for joining us and everyone stay right where you are because coming up in just a few minutes, I have a guest. His name is Alex Rosen and he is known as the predator poacher. And he is going to share what he is finding out in the streets in this country and how it goes along with uh, uh, the Sound of Freedom movie that is doing so well in this country. He's coming up next on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase 
the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix Rx is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's xlear.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Change in the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity.
Welcome back to Our Lives in Politics. I'm Booker Scott. And coming up in this half hour, we're going to change directions completely from where we just were with Sean Faresh. Now we're going to bring in Alex Rosen. The Sound of Freedom is a movie that has gained incredible traction. And it's great to see that so many people in this country have gone to see that movie. It's so important. But you know, we don't want to, we, we don't want to forget about it because this problem has existed for a long time and it's a big problem in this country. And that's child sex trafficking. And there's another side to that. The other side of child abductions is the pedophiles. And Alex Rosen is a guy that is in the streets doing everything he can to bring these pedophiles to justice. And that's what he does. He does it every day, and he's trying to protect our kids. Here's an example of Alex Rosen doing what he does. In this clip, you're going to hear Alex Rosen sitting on the front porch with a young man that they have ensnared in their trap. How old are you? You say, I'm 28. Are you 28 or 30? 30. Okay. And you said you're really 14. And she said, oh, nice. Boys my age are boring and immature. I like older. I turned 14 in August. Is that okay? Because oh, I think you look gorgeous in a short dress, and plus, depending on the wind blowing, I might get a good view. LOL. So does it? Does that mean like you know, hypothetically, if the wind was blowing, you might see your butt or something like that? Mm, yeah, you could say it like that, I guess. You said here, I would like to see your cute butt if you wear a short dress. No. <laughs> well, I mean, this was sad. Mm, continue. Um, yes, what's it do? What are you up to? Watching the NBA? What about you? What's your favorite NBA team? Uh, Miami, uh, Miami, look, Miami Heat and Golden State Warriors. And as you heard there, Alex Rosen, the predator poacher, he has a unique ability to befriend some of these predators. And I think it's unique, and it really caught my attention. So I wanted to bring Alex Rosen to you. This is such a big problem in this country, maybe up to $30, $50 billion a year annually. That's nuts that that these people are spending that kind of money in this business. We have to put a stop to it. And one of those people out in the street doing it is Alex Rosen. Alex, welcome to the program. How's it going? Good. You know, I one thing that I just mentioned it, the thing that, that strikes me about you is you have this ability to befriend these people that are predators. What What is that like? How, how does that, that process work for you? Well, um, my goal is to be as mean as possible to them. And if I'm going to post a video of these predators or whatever, the, or the, the meanest I could possibly be to them is sending them off to prison. Mm -hmm. or at least helping with that process, you know, short of me getting in trouble, like beating them up or something. So when I befriend them, it's actually, so they bury themselves more. And, you know, I I can put my emotions to the side to let them incriminate themselves because if it's just 10 minutes of me yelling at them, berating them, calling them sick, a lot of them can just get off and, you know, nothing would happen to them past that 10 minutes. So the reason I befriend them and the reason um, I'm okay with doing that is so they end up getting penalized way, way more severely than they otherwise would. And I don't take it that way at all when I watch it, that you're befriending them for a specific reason. And that is to get them to trust you. And as they trust you, then you're finding out more information and you're getting uh, pictures that you're finding out information that they have pictures on their phone and, and all these other things that you find out from them. And so I think the, your technique is beautiful. I think it, it works fantastic. Let's talk about the process. How do you start to find these predators? 
Are you setting up stings all over the country? Are you going to cities? How does that work? Yeah. So basically the apps that we use are not location-based. So we can get somebody hitting us up from like India and obviously we're not going to go, go to India to get them, but you know, we can get somebody hitting up from like India or anywhere really. So the majority that do hit us up are from the USA and you know, we just don't tell them where we're actually from and we just pose like we're around their area and a lot of them seem to believe it and end up arranging a sexual meeting and or signal to us that they have some illegal stuff on their phone and we go confront them in person uh, with a camera so all of their incriminating statements are recorded and we turn over that evidence to law enforcement it seems to work out pretty well and it seems that the police show up while you're there so is someone else with you making that phone call to the police Yes, we do have a third person who does make the phone calls to the police. Like once, once we have an admission out of them, that's when we go ahead and call the police. And depending on what the admission is, like we wait to call to get some more admissions or whatever. And the reason why, you know, we wait for them to incriminate themselves is so the cops have probable cause to go ahead, take their devices and put them in cuffs. For someone that's listening to this program right now, maybe it's a mom or a grandmother, help them out. Where where are these predators going to find their kids or their grandkids? What what apps are they going to? What platforms? Where are they online? Where are they creeping? A lot of them are on Instagram, Snapchat. I mean, all the apps that you hear about, the predators are going to be lurking on. I mean, there's some other apps too, where it's just basically all pedophiles, which... You know, I, I don't think a lot of kids use actually like there's Meet 24, Meet Me Scout, which, you know, I've never actually, I think on those apps, I've only run across like one other minor on there in like four years. Like those apps are just very sick adults typically. But, you know, the main ones like Instagram, Snapchat, um, even Twitter, like they're crawling with it. I mean, there's not an app that you're not going to run into a predator on. And how do you guys cast the net to grab them? Well, we just uh, put out an account out there just saying that we're younger and they come to us. I mean, a lot of these predators we catch are looking for children, so it's not hard for them to find us. When did you start this, Alex? Started this in 2019. Um, just decided, I mean, I was watching these videos online and I've always wanted to be a police officer. So I couldn't do that at 19 in Houston, where I'm from. So these videos, you know, I've always wanted to catch the bad guys since I was a little kid. So this would look interesting to me because, you know, I was like, are there really this many pedophiles out there? Because I didn't know any growing up, which is a good thing. But, you know, within 30 minutes, somebody wanted to go meet our 15 year old decoy. Like the first night yeah. I did this. And over the years, since 2019, how many people have you caught? How many people have been arrested because of the work that you have done? Uh, you know, one thing I bring up on this program quite a bit is that one person can make a difference. One person with an idea can make a difference in the world, in the country, in your community. And you're a perfect example of that. You, you had an idea, let's do this, and you went and did it. And so over the last three or four years, how many lives have you affected, uh, do you think, and, and how many people have you caught? Well, how many lives have we affected? Um, at least one, you know, <laughs> and that and, and that and that like makes us keep doing it. Yeah. And obviously I know it's countless, but I know it's at least one. And I can name an example just recently. We caught sure. a couple, and you can watch this Predator Poachers on Rumble, P-R-E-D-A-T-O-R space P-O-A-C-H-E-R-S. On Rumble.com, it's completely free. You go watch and sub and all that stuff. But we caught a couple, um, as in a man and a woman, 
uh, trying to meet a child and bring her back home for sex. And they were, from what they said in the video, it seemed like they were actively abusing their kids, um, these two toddlers they had. And yeah, because of our little sting, uh, because of the fake 11-year-old we posed as, now those two kids are not with their pedophile parents anymore. Did you find that to be true, that they were abusive to their children? So that investigation is still going on from the police from the police standpoint. However, in the video, they made some pretty they made some pretty sick illusions or like they kind of alluded to it, um, you know, because obviously they don't tell the full truth about anything. But what they did say, it was very, very strange how they talked about their two year old, their two year old daughter being curious, and touching the dad's penis. Mm. And that's what motivates you to do what you do. And and you, there you go. You you got involved and you made a difference in those child's lives and that's those children. That's that's fantastic, Alex. Yep. Over the last three or four years, what's the most disturbing thing you've seen? Other than that one, that was pretty disturbing. But you're you're out here. You're fighting this battle for all of us every day. What what's the most disturbing thing you've seen? Well, some of the predators have actually had some pretty weird shaped penises. I mean, if I'm being honest here, um, but as for their messages, the most disturbing idea we've seen communicated to us from a predator was the guy named Clayton Tanner in night. Well, he's 20 now, but we caught him when he was 19 in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Um, he was already under investigation from Cheyenne PD for child porn. Like they had his, and they, we, we found this out when we confronted him but they had his actual phone. So he was using his mom's phone and he uploaded a bunch of child porn to his mom's phone and came to go meet who he thought was going to be an 11 year old girl and a one, her one year old sister. And he wanted, I mean, he, he brought the pocket knife. He wanted to basically cut both of them up, not kill them. He said, but just cut both of them up and lick their blood and do mm. other sexual things. That's awful. Yep. You know, you, you are dealing on, not the supply side, but the demand side of this terrible thing that has taken on in this society now, uh, really all across the world, but it's, it's sickening here in America. Are there, are there answers, Alex, are there answers for that? Where, where, where does this come from? It, It seems like it's such a big problem. It is a big problem. And I think, People, I think a lot of people are just really effed up in some way or the other. And as for stopping it, um, there's no fixing a pedophile. It's just you gotta. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like with, it's kind of like with COVID. Like there's no there's no solution to really stop COVID, but there's ways. You know, there's ways that you can just kind of li- live with it in a way. And I, and I guess with being these online child predators, I mean, I think getting your kids into sports rather than just online, like. You know, I think I think raising them on a tablet, raising them on a phone, especially from a young age, is a very bad decision because I think in my lifetime as a kid, I've only came across like one online predator when I was online. And, you know, that's in big part. It was because I was outside all the time playing football with my friends. Like I wasn't even thinking about the online stuff at all, man. And I think that's the biggest thing you can do, because you can't just tell pedophiles to stop being pedophiles. They're always going to do that, no matter what restrictions um, a website puts on or whatever, it's not going to stop them. I mean, the restrictions are like, you know, flimsy at best. So I, I really think just getting your kids off the internet and getting them active outside really will make a difference. 
And you guys go all over the country. Is that right? Uh, you, you'll, you'll set something up and, and go find the predators. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to answer your question. How many arrests do we have? That yeah. I lost count of, but I, but I know we have an arrest in 43 different states. Wow. And the only arrest, the only states we do not have an arrest in is uh, South Dakota, Montana, Massachusetts and Maine, even though Massachusetts and Maine are going to be coming soon because we caught two predators with tons of child porn and the cops have those devices. So it's only a matter of time before, you know, that those happen. Um, we don't have one in Vermont, Rhode Island, then Alaska. So those seven states, we do not have an arrest. Every other state we do have an arrest in. And in 26 of those states, we have a conviction. Well, great job. Congratulations on that work. Can you take me into the process for just a few minutes? You put out the bait. You put out a young person on an app app somewhere. And then here come the predators. And you're in Houston. You mentioned that. And that predator is in, say, Arkansas. What is the Mm -hmm. process from start to finish? How long is that process going along? Well, a lot of that depends on them. Like, I mean, we've, we've confronted some predators even from state to state, like same day, because they've identified to us and they have child porn on their phone or whatever they, they trade child porn. So, you know, with that, with that, sometimes we don't even throw a decoy on them. Like mm-hmm. they just, so we have other accounts too, that kind of pose as like, you know, in that community on yeah. Instagram or whatever. And you can't actually exchange that stuff on Instagram because they instantly ban accounts that try to do that. So, if you ask something on Instagram, like, Hey bro, do you, uh, do you want to, do you trade on telegram or something like that? If they say yes, we don't go on telegram with them and get that because we're private citizens and we don't want to be liable for that. Yeah. But them saying that they have it, that's enough for us to go. And then we, you know, question them and they admit to doing it. And, um, that has been enough for the cops before multiple times. And then you so, get there and you start asking them questions as we, we heard there in that video that I played a few minutes ago. And, mm-hmm. and it's real nonchalant. And I, I really like the way that you go about that. And so you're befriending them. They're beginning to build some trust. And the interesting part, I think, is when the police come, they kind of look to you like, are you going to help me out here? Because, you know, a lot of the cops, they don't get a call every day about like, hey, private citizens uh, did a sting operation on a pedophile and they want you to come out and arrest them. So, you know, a lot of the times the cops are bewildered about what's going on. Um, and there's some place like Huntsville, Alabama, that we have seven arrested just alone in the city at this point. So they know exactly what's up when we call yeah. and everything. They they know the process. But um, but yeah, no, like a lot of times what we try to do for the PD uh, is when they show up, like not in Huntsville, but just like anywhere else. When they show up, we get the predator to incriminate himself in front of the officer. Yeah. So, for example, we say a line like. Oh, uh, you're going to delete that child porn off your phone, right? They're like, oh yeah, man, I'm going to delete all of it. And then right in front of the officer, that's enough to right. at least detain him and ask him. Yeah, that's what, that's what I've noticed. And, and I think it's, I think it's great on your part, the way that you are able to get them to admit that they have child porn on their phone. It's, right. it's, it's so sad in this country that we are here where we are with predators and the sex trade industry for children it's disheartening. Mm-hmm. It really is. But I'm so thankful there are people like you out there that are putting up a fight and they're catching these bad guys. If you could say some things to the people that are listening, that are those moms, those parents, those grandparents that are trying to protect their children, 
I know you mentioned online. Are, are there other ideas that you have to keep our kids safe right now? Well, besides, besides playing outside and, you know, actively telling them to be active, I think this, as for being online, there's a lot of settings you can do. Like, for example, on Instagram or, you know, Roblox is a big one because I used to play that one when I was a kid. You can turn off settings. You can turn off chat settings for your kids' account. You know, like you can turn it, you can make it to where nobody can message them or they can't message anybody else. And, you know, I think that's a pretty, I think that's, a, I think that's a pretty good barrier for sure um, that can be put up. But yeah, I would just literally teach them straight, st- you know, stranger danger that mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody, nobody messaging you that's a stranger is trying to do anything but get pictures out of you or something like that. Because a lot of things predators do as well is they also pose as minors online and they pose minors online. Say for example, it's a gay predator who's talking to an underage kid on, or an underage boy online. He could pose a 13 year old girl and just be like, Oh, I think you're cute. Can you send some pictures of your yeah. uh, junk? And that's a, that's a real thing that does happen. In fact, that happened to one of my brothers where a female was on Snapchat, uh, you know, quote unquote females on Snapchat. And when he was 13, he, got on into sending a picture like that to what was most likely just a man on the other end. Yeah. Good, good advice there, Alex. Tell everyone where they can find your work. It's Predators Poacher. You're listening to Alex Rosen, who's gone all over this country. You heard him say every state but seven, he has had people arrested for uh, uh, being a child predator. And that's, we need, we need about, uh, two, three million more Alex Rosens out there to protect our kids. Where where can everybody find your work? Well, um, rumble.com. It's like YouTube, just, you know, they don't defend child molesters. Uh, Rumble's R-U-M-B-L-E.com. And our channel on there is called Predator Poachers. That's P-R-E-D-A-T-O-R space poachers, P-O-A-C-H-E-R-S. It's completely free to sign up and subscribe. All you got to do is just, you know, verify your email and that's a great way to support us um, because the more people that sub, the more, yeah, the more, the more the word can get out and the more, and that helps us out for sure. So, yeah. And you, and is there any other way that people can help your cause? I, I know you, you probably don't take donations, but just by going and subscribing and uh, getting those numbers up, that helps you. Yeah. And, and we do take people that, I mean, the bread and butter is people that donate to us. But, you know, people just go step on Rumble for free. And if they're, you know, that's step one. If you're still interested in supporting us further than that, then, you know, I'll just let them know on Rumble. Alex, thank you so much for your time. I'm glad that we got together. We've tried a couple of times, but I'm glad that we finally connected. Hey, usually it takes a couple of times for me to connect with someone that I met online. So, um, yeah, that's how. At least with the Predators, but not, you know, so I appreciate it. And again, go check out Alex Rosen's work, and you can find him on Rumble as well as on Twitter. So please do that. Also, a special thank you to Sean Farish, who was here the first half of the hour, the Donald Trump impersonator. What a great job he did, and a very interesting fellow. It's great to hear him talk about the activism, the things that he is doing locally. You know all of us can do that. And I hope that that you find the time and the energy and the importance to get busy and, and get active locally. Coming up on the program next week, I will have for you Clay Clark. And Clay is the gentleman that puts on the program, the reawakening tour. That's with General Flynn and Mike Lindell. He also has a podcast, The Thrive Time. 
And so that's Clay Clark coming up next week. And right now I want to bring in my daughter. She just started uh, middle school. So congratulations on starting middle school. How's it going for you? You started two weeks ago. A lot of studying. (laughs) Already. Just two weeks in and you're already studying. Well, she asked to come on this program. You know, we heard Alex talk about our children and uh, the sound of freedom. I talked about that for a little bit. There is nothing more precious than our children for our future. I know you feel the same way. She asked to come on here to say what I normally say at the end of this hour. So I'm going to let you say it. Do you know why we say this? We say you are the salt of the earth, right? Salt without flavor has no value, and it's just thrown on the ground to be stepped on. But you are the salt of the earth, so be salty. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you again next week with Clay Clark. You've been listening to Our Lives in Politics on the America Out Loud Network.